0: Hey, welcome to Streaming with Sam. I'm Sam, your host. Every week, we talk all things streaming and entertainment. Occasionally, I throw in some book and podcast recommendations too, or really anything I'm currently loving. Welcome back to Streaming with Sam. This week is going to be a little different because of my trip to Pittsburgh. I didn't watch a ton of TV, and honestly, we didn't even do a ton of sightseeing. We really just had a ton of family time. We went to Kennywood, which is a theme park right outside of Pittsburgh, and we visited the Heinz History Center. If you're curious, the Heinz History Center is not a museum for the Heinz Company, but it is instead the History Museum in Pittsburgh. It's actually pretty extensive, and honestly, I really liked it as far as museums go. I'm not the biggest museum-goer, but it did have a ton of things for the kids to interact with, which... You know is always a plus. So this week, in addition to reviewing Covert Affairs and Love Accidentally, I was also thinking of talking about some movies and shows set in Pittsburgh, but as it turns out, I haven't seen any of those, so it wouldn't- I personally didn't think it would be that interesting to just hear me read a crap ton of synopses. Synopsi? Anyways, so I'm just going to give you a quick overview of what was filmed in Pittsburgh. These weren't necessarily set in Pittsburgh, but they filmed there. Perks of Being a Wallflower with Shailene Woolley, Love and Other Drugs, which starred Anne Hathaway, The Fault in Our Stars, Silence of the Lambs, which honestly I have seen, but I haven't seen it in years, and the movie is scary, so I'm definitely not watching that. Jack Reacher and The Dark Knight Rises. I've also seen The Dark Knight Rises, but I have no idea what it's about, so I can't do a hot take on it off the cuff. So instead, since we're talking about covert affairs today, which is on the USA network in the early 2000s, and I watched a ton of shows on USA during that time frame. I figured it would be fun to do a quick review of all of those with my opinions attached. So, on with our normal programming. What I watched new this week was Love Accidentally, which premiered on Freebie last week. If you don't know, Freebie is an Amazon free ad supporting streaming service. You can access it through Prime Video or on most devices with the Freebie app. Love Accidentally stars Brenda Song and Aaron O'Connor. Brenda Song was recently on Dollface, but I'm always going to remember her as Lauren Tipton from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and The Sweet Life on Deck. And you can find both of those shows now on Disney+. Plus. So back to Love Accidentally. Alexa and Jason are co-workers who hate each other. And they're told whoever gets this one account will also get a promotion. Does it remind you of anything? Maybe something recent that came out, like the Hating Game starring Lucy Hale? That quote synopsis is similar, but they're different in that Love Accidentally is based on a mistaken text, whereas in the Hating Game, the two of them just get closer as the movie goes on. After finding out that they are fighting for the same promotion, Alexa and Jason are both separately, dumped by their significant others, kind of out of the blue. Alexa's horrible day then extends into the next morning when she drops her phone to a pail of water. I actually don't think her phone would be this destroyed and that she couldn't get anything off of it, but for the context of the movie, I get it. It makes sense. So her phone is totally wiped. She has to go get a new one. She can't even, doesn't even have any numbers on her phone because her phone wasn't backed up and she's memorized no numbers. So she texts what she thinks is her best friend's number, which ends up, of course, being the wrong number. She talks to who we know is, and by talk, I mean text, Jason, And they give each other some advice, I guess, or they commiserate. Um, They decide to keep talking, but they don't exchange names and information, deciding that it would ruin it. I personally think the movie is nothing to call home about. It was super predictable. The one unique thing, though, since most of their interactions as unknown people... And by most of them, I mean all of them, were John over text instead of just staring at a quiet screen while these two people text back and forth and having to read the text exchange, which I hate reading text exchanges. I often miss so much of it and have pause and rewind and play, and it's a whole thing for me. They had voiceovers of what they were texting, and I surprisingly didn't hate that. I thought it was. Pretty cute, and also then you could hear their like intonation, which, like, sometimes at least when I text, I've noticed, especially when you're talking to someone new, you don't know exactly like, are they trying to be funny? Like, what is the mood they're trying to put across here? So, I thought it made sense and was a super right decision to have them talking out their text messages that they were texting. Um but yeah, that's Snoopy. If you watch it, let me know. Oh these but goodies. I don't know why I did that voice, but we're going with it. As I mentioned earlier, Covert Affairs is an action drama that ran for five seasons on the USA network. It is now available on Peacock and Amazon Prime to stream. Amazon Prime has ads. The show is about new CIA agent Annie Walker, played by Piper Perabo. If you'll recall, I Piper was also in Because I Said So. She wasn't as main of a character as Diane Keaton, Mandy Moore, and Lauren Graham. So Annie Walker was plucked from the academy early. For her language skills, or so she thinks. In reality, she was pulled from the academy to bring out her Thailand fling from hiding. And she isn't aware of this. She's isn't aware that her Thailand fling is on their radar. It's an episodic episode, so there's a new mission or assignment every episode. I think it's like pretty female-empowering since It's about a female CIA agent and her boss, Joan, is also a female. The one thing I sometimes get annoyed with is Annie's intuition when she follows the rules or not to get the job done is like nothing ever happens. So like if she does something wrong, they don't do anything, which I don't think it's realistic and I get it it's a TV show it's not supposed to be but for being a brand new CIA agent she thinks she's in the right a little too much for me sometimes but I I can get past that I think it's a watch Um, and one of the things that I think is super cool about this show is Augie played by Christopher Graham is her handler but he's also blind So I think it's just really cool to watch him do everything, honestly, better than anybody else. But also knowing he can't see, so I just, he's probably actually my favorite part of the rewatch. So now time for the new part of the show, or the unique part this week. And then after, we'll preview what is coming next week. Honestly, there's... Really, not much coming next week, but yeah. So, on with USA throwbacks. So, I binge watch a lot of USA shows. covert Affairs, I haven't watched in a, in a couple years. Um, I feel like I'm perpetually rewatching White Collar. I somehow never get to the end before I restart. Uh, Psych is pretty similar, but the last time I rewatched it, I actually did make it to the end. It's just sometimes you get stuck in a loop and you're like, well, I really like the beginning, so let me go back. And, you know, you get distracted before you finish. Uh, USA had a ton of shows in the early to mid-2000s, all starting with Monk, which is an award-winning show. Uh, Before I get started, I do want to share that I'm sharing these shows chronologically. It just seemed the most sense. I just wanted to clarify that I'm not sharing a show higher on the list or lower on the list because I think one is better than the other, and that I'm just sharing them in this order because it's chronological, but I do say in there how much I like each show. So Monk is a dramedy, which as you'll see becomes a specialty for the USA Network. It ran for eight seasons. It's now available on Peacock and Amazon Prime to stream. So, I never know which shows on Amazon Prime have ads and which ones don't. So I I haven't watched Monk on Amazon Prime, so I can't tell you if it has ads or not. Monk is about Mr. Monk, who used to be a star detective on the San Francisco Police Department until he couldn't solve his wife's murder and developed severe OCD and became a germaphobe. He does still help the the San Francisco Police Department investigate crimes with his keen sense of observation. The major question is will he ever make it back to the force again? Because that is really what he wants. Being a cop is his calling and he just He lost everything, and the one thing he wants to be able to do is join the Force again. Monk, personally, for me, isn't one of my favorites. I didn't watch it while it was running. Monk is a very unique character because of his OCD and germophobia. Um, And so he's a little wacky and out there, which is kind of a, a thing. Um... But I definitely do think it's a watch. It's just, it's not my favorite show that was on USA. Monk's portrait, Tony, I'm totally going to butch- butcher this, Shaloub. won three Emmys and one Golden Globe for his performance as Monk. I just, for whatever reason, I personally like Psych better. So Psych came out about five years later. It's also a dramedy and it ran for eight seasons and it's now available to stream on Peacock, Apple TV and Amazon prime. So I've watched psych on Amazon prime and I believe they don't have ads or last time I watched it, um, which was a little while ago now. So psych follows Sean a pretend psychic and his best friend Gus, as they solve crimes in the Santa Barbara Police Department. Sean really has hyper observant skills that his dad, who was a police officer and detective, taught him as a child. Sean and his dad, Henry, have a tenuous relationship and he begrudgingly helps Sean in his cases whenever he asks. In order for Sean to solve the case, he always insists that he needs to have a psychic episode, which is generally a crazy spectacle, especially in the first season, which I have a little bit of a story in a minute, but the series also stars Juliet O'Hara and Carlton Master as the two detectives that work with Sean and Gus. Juliet is also a love interest for Sean. And the actors, behind Juliet O'Hara and Carlton Lasseter, now have a rewatch podcast called The Psychologists Are In. It's available wherever you shoot your podcast. But in one of their early episodes, they explain that in the first season, these psychic episodes weren't directed. So like, Sean, played by James Roday, would just make it up. I think if I remember correctly, the exact verbiage wasn't even on the page. He just knew what he was supposed to say or the idea behind it. And so all of that was him, which I'm sure was a lot. I love to rewatch Psych. It's one of my favorite shows. Um... So I say if you haven't seen it, it's a mess. I think it's super funny. And even though it's a dramedy, it's typically pretty light on the drama. And even when there is some, um, Sean and Gus are pretty good at cracking some jokes to lighten the mood for themselves. And honestly, us too. So I I think you should watch it like tomorrow if you haven't seen it yet. So Show number three is Burn Notice, which is a show I also didn't watch while it aired. I honestly can't remember if I ever finished the show when I binged it. I think I did, but I'm not 100% certain at this moment. And honestly, while preparing for this episode, I got distracted and watched like three episodes of Burn Notice. So... Anyways, Burn Notice, I think it's an action drama. It ran for eight seasons. You can now catch it on Amazon Prime and Hulu. Like the other shows, I don't know if Amazon Prime has ads. I watched it on Hulu, which I have a, a Hulu subscription where there are no ads. So my I didn't watch it with ads. Burn Notice is about a burned spy, Michael Weston, who's blacklisted by all the intelligence agencies and left with no job, no money, and no work history. He's essentially unemployable. His personal assets are frozen. He can't leave Miami or he'll be hunted down. But if he stays in Miami, he kind of has a free pass and is free to live, but also like Are you really free if you can't leave a specific location? So between himself, his ex-girlfriend Fiona, and his friend Sam, they use their unique skills to help ordinary citizens get out of situations. Like in one of the episodes I watched, one of the girls witnessed a crime and needed to be saved from these drug lords before they killed her. So they're doing good, I would say. He uses the limited funds that he gets from helping these individuals to sustain his life and investigate who burned him to get his life back. I honestly don't think he makes enough money off of these to actually do that. But, I mean, you know, gotta put yourself in a non-reality for a minute and believe it. So the show is narrated by Michael as he provides information as if he's training someone to be a secret agent I don't watch I really like the show whenever I remember it but I think just because I didn't watch it while it aired I often forget about it and I think initially it took longer to get on streaming services than other USA shows but I could also just be making that up and once again I just didn't see it so out of sight of the mind Show number four is Royal Pains. It's also, shockingly, a dramedy. It ran for eight seasons and is now available to watch on Peacock and Amazon Prime. This is also one of my favorite shows on USA. Hank was an ER doctor until he was sued for letting a rich man die and saving a kid on his day off. You'll hear that line repeatedly for, like, maybe the whole first season, but at least, like, The first episode, it said like every five times, every five times, every five seconds, you probably make a drinking game out of it while you watch. But when he lost his job, he fell into depression and consequently also lost his fiance. But I remember when I watched it, I kind of felt like she left because he wasn't going to make good money anymore. It was like also an undercurrent of what was going on. But when I rewatch it now that I'm older, I see less of that. But part of me wants to rewatch the first episode again to see how I feel about that scene now. So to make him feel better, Hank's brother, Evan, takes him to the Hamptons for the weekend and gets him into a fancy party at Boris, Boris's house. I can't say his last name, so I'm not even going to try. During said party, a girl appears to overdose, and Hank saves her life when the concierge doctor tries to save her from an overdose, which would have killed her instead. I don't remember what she had. What I do remember is that she didn't have an overdose, and if the... What the... Drug the concierge doctor was going to give her would have killed her with what she actually had. So that's how Hank saved her life. But the concierge doctor on call then gets fired. Hank is given a gold bar as he leaves the party, just finds it in his car, and the next day he goes to see Boris as requested and he. Was offered a place to live for free and to be his concierge doctor. Word in the Hamptons travels fast and Hank is already being called for jobs when he hasn't even decided he wants to stay in the Hamptons. Divya is already knocking on his door to become his physician's assistant and Evan is begging his brother to stay in the Hamptons and start a concierge business. Between Evia, Divya, and the business, and by Evia, I mean Evan, Hank decides to say D.K. Hank Ned, which Evan as the CFO, which is a running joke throughout the series. Show number five, White Collar, is a dramedy that ran for six seasons and is now available on Peacock, Amazon Prime, and Hulu. I love White Collar. Also, it's, once again one of my favorites, maybe at the end, I'll rank them in order of which one is my favorite, um, so I'm almost always binging White Collar, just because I think I get to, I think, season four, and I, and there's a character in it that I don't like, so I, I normally just start over, but this last time I made it all the way through, I'm, Made myself do it because I was like, I haven't seen these in forever. Maybe they'll be better. And it's not that the episodes are bad. It's just, I hate the character, one of the characters, so much in that season that I just can't... I just hate watching them. But anyway, so Neil Caffrey is a white-collar criminal. He does art forgery, bonds, and everything else under the sun. He's caught by FBI agent Peter Burke, while reconnecting with his ex-girlfriend, Kate. A couple months before his sentence, is up, he breaks out of prison to find out what happened to Kate because she just came to the prison one day and told him she wasn't coming back. So with only months left on his sentence, he breaks out, which then extends his sentence to five years when he's caught. Caffrey, in order to keep investigating Kate's death, needs to get out of prison. So he convinces Peter to have to help him get released as a criminal informant, much like Catch Me If You Can, which is what the show is based off of. And if you're curious, Catch Me If You Can is also a much watch and a young Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, yeah. Um... White-collar is a police procedural. Neil and Peter work on one case a week in each episode to catch white-collar criminals. Neil often does have a side mission that isn't always on the up-and-up. I mean, and by isn't always, I mean it never is. So, without spoilers, season one is all about what happened to his girlfriend, Kate. Why did she up and break up with him after... Years of dating him while in prison. Neil's always smooth and lovable in every situation. I think White Collar is a watch if you love police procedurals, and you should check it out. Show six, and the last show we'll be going in depth on, is Suits. It's a drama lasting nine seasons, or as you may know it, it's the show that starred Meghan Markle, the future Duchess of Sussex. She met Prince Harry while she was filming, not through the show, but through a friend. She was just working on Suits at the time. So Suits is about Mike Ross, who smokes a ton of pot at the beginning of the show, and struggles to make ends meet, and take care of his grandma as a male delivery man, and agrees to do a friend a favor and drop off, I think a... A drug package, yeah. When he goes to drop the package, he notices cops trying to get into the room that he's supposed to drop the package off. Harvey and his assistant, Donna, are having law student interviews to interview who is going to work at the law firm. When someone's name is called and they don't come up, Mike takes their spot to just hide and he's honest with Harvey and then he ends up landing on a law firm position without a law degree and without passing the bar because of his eidetic memory. So he like, everything he sees, he remembers. He never went to law school, but he often used these skills to land money in questionable ways. So, Mike and Harvey end up working together to close big cases, all while hiding the secret that he doesn't have his law license slash law degree. So when and how will this secret come out? I think a big thing to note is also Mike has such a bleeding heart, and he wants to help everyone. Like, Mike is a good person, and I think he was just in the wrong situation but his bleeding heart often contradicts with harvey's nature some honorable usa mentions necessary roughness fairly legal graceland and in plain sight of these four graceland is my favorite of all the usa shows overall psych white collar royal pains and suits are my favorites and i binge them in that order like, by quantity. I would say Suits, overall, is my favorite TV show that's on the USA Network. But for some reason, I've never been able to binge it. And honestly, dramas are harder to binge, so that might just be the issue. But if you've never seen Suits, it's definitely a must-see. Honestly, all the USA shows I wanted to teach on are great and worth a watch, So if you have time, I put them on your watch list and get to them when I get to them. Oh my god, that just reminded me of old school Netflix with the DVDs where like you would, I don't know if you guys remember this, but you would create a list of everything you wanted to watch and you could reorder it, but it was literally like a a list of like one to 50 and that's how they would send you movies? I don't know. Anyways, I just had such a flashback moment. I never actually did it because I was a kid and it wasn't my Netflix account at the time. But I remember being like, can you put this at the top of the list so it comes next time? Anyway. But it was so funny. I like had a flashback moment in my brain and could, like physically see it. Um. Anyways. Coming to a screen near you, The Gray Man. It's an action thriller film on Netflix starring Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and Ana de Armas. And it. It's an adaptation of a book with the same name by Mark Greeney. When the CIA's most skilled mercenary, known as Court Gentry, a.k.a. cr Six, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, he becomes a primary target and is hunted around the world by psychopathic former colleague Lloyd Hansen and, and International Assassins. That's it for this week. There are a couple other new things coming out, but they're just not on my watch list. So that's it for the week. I do have one more new thing. I was on Instagram the other day and... Rachel Turns the Page is recapping her initial watch of One Tree Hill, and I just thought it was such a fun idea to recap with people as you watch a show, so I've decided to do that with Pretty Little Liars. I've been wanting to rewatch it with the new spinoff coming out. It's It comes out next Thursday, which is why I didn't preview it in this week's episode. But, yeah, I'm actually really excited for that segment and to, like, share my thoughts and see what you guys think. Um, but thanks for hanging out with me here at Streaming with Sam. I, this was one of my favorite parts of every week. I know this episode was a little different than normal. So if you have any comments or suggestions or just want to give me rex on what to watch or what you've been watching, I'd love to hear it. So, make sure to hit me up on DMs on Instagram at Shooting with Sam, all one word, and let me know. Have a great weekend.